Hello, and welcome to episode three of CS After Hours. For those astute listeners paying attention, you will all notice that last week was also episode three. Oh, whoops. Uh, in CS, we start counting at zero, and I forgot. So, <laughs> here we are. Once again, I am Jeremy Brown, and I am here with Scott Johnson, and we are coming to you from my home in Rochester, New York, where, remarkably, it's been warmer than it has been in Austin, Texas. We'll get more on that in a little bit. This week, we're going to talk about something that a lot of you can relate to, and we find, especially during this COVID pandemic, it makes a lot of people smile, and that's pets. As always, uh, we're going to do the news first, and uh, thank you for joining us for another episode. Scott, what is the interesting news from this week? So the, the news this week has to do with the weather in Austin, Texas. So we're in upstate New York, and we're used to the cold weather. It gets relatively cold here quite often, and we've just become used to it. Um, we're prepared for it here. Everything's just ready to go. But in Austin, Texas, they are not used to this. This The weather down there is actually usually pretty mild. And they're, this extreme cold is really messed with their power grid. So they were really unequipped to deal with this. So they could deal with freezing temperatures for maybe overnight, maybe a few hours, but not for days at a time. So their power grid just could not handle this. And several people, I think in the magnitude of hundreds of thousands, if not a million, were without power for several days. So I know at least one person who lives down in the Austin, Texas area, who's been, who's without a power from what, maybe 5 p.m. on Monday yeah. until yesterday. And they were using things like their car to charge their cell phone or even their car just to warm up. And I also watched a video of someone who was in Austin that when they came home after the power being out and came back on, that the pipes had bursted in their home. We're used to dealing with that here, but... Um, well, not the burst pipe part. <laughs> well, not the burst pipe, but we know we have things in place to winterize if we need to. Like, we can turn the spigots off to our house. They actually go a little bit into the house before the water actually gets turned off. We have basements that typically keep these things warm. They don't have these things. So when they dealt with this freezing temperature, a lot of damage was occurred because, once again, they didn't know how to deal with this. Yeah, uh, and it is very unfortunate for everyone there. And if you are in Texas or know anyone who is in Texas, uh, we send our best and hope everyone is doing very well. But that is not happy news, and we are trying to bring you happy news for this week. So here we are. Pets. Why we are talking about pets is because last spring at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, I created a Slack channel for my students to post pictures of their favorite pets. Well, it took off and lots of people posted pictures on a regular basis and really brought joy to the other students. And what I wanted to do today was talk about our pets as that we had as kids, the ones that we have now, why we have them, and just give you a little insight into our 
uh, furry friends. So I'm going to ask Scott first off, uh, what was your first pet as a kid? So do cows count? Um, I guess it depends on whether or not you snuggle with them. Actually, I probably did snuggle with them a few times. We actually named some of them too, but I think you're thinking of more like home pets. So the first pet that I can actually remember is a small chihuahua that my mother had. And it is, its name was Maggie. And it was one of the meanest dogs that you could ever have until it wanted to be sweet. So that's the earliest pet that I actually can remember as far as a kid. Um, we've had several dogs and cats and things of that nature since then, but I think that's the first one that I can actually remember. So your family sounds like they've always been a small dog kind of family. Yeah. My parents have always been the little ankle biter sort of dogs, the little tiny guys. My mom likes those because they're easy to sit on your lap, that sort of thing. My father is actually into medium to bigger size dogs. But the places they've lived in since we've been on a dairy farm, not while we were on a dairy farm, but since then have been kind of small. So they really didn't have room for larger dogs. When we were on dairy farms, we had things like German shepherds and things of that nature. But more recently, it's been the smaller dogs. Great. Uh, I remember my first dog was a yellow lab and she came all the way from England and I can only imagine that plane ride for a dog. Um, but she was adopted by my parents about a year before I was born. And with that, I pretty much grew up with her. And I have a picture of her sitting on the couch wearing headphones uh, that my dad took when I was much younger. And I'll make sure to post that on Twitter. But there is something to be said about growing up with a dog. Somebody you can get into trouble with. Someone to eat your, well, asparagus um, or anything else from the table. And quite frankly, as someone who now has a relatively young kid, uh, they're perpetual vacuum cleaners, which is pretty nice. Yeah, they definitely are. It's been a little weird now that I, when I moved out and lived on my own, I've had cats and I haven't had a dog. The things that you take for granted when you have a dog, like if you drop something on the floor, the dog will most likely eat it. A yeah. cat's not going to do that unless you're my cat that I currently <laughs> have and he likes to eat bread, but that's about it. But dogs are, yes, they will just eat anything. You drop it on the floor, it will get picked up relatively quickly. I don't have children, but I do often drop something here and there and not knowing, um, whether my cat would eat it or not, and most likely he won't, I now have to make sure that gets cleaned up immediately. Yep. Well, I do remember after I had my yellow lab, uh, whose name was Britt, I had a couple cats, uh, and I bet you can't guess what color they were by their names. Blackjack and Shadow would have been. I'm thinking gray or black. Black cats. And I had a, and they were just, um, little, uh, I guess what, uh, feral cats, not quite feral, but we just adopted them from somebody who had extra cats. And then there was Fudd the cat who was a behemoth 20 pound cat. 
Uh, and they all got along, and I had those, um, well, why the, while the dog was still alive, but uh, well after the dog was alive, up until the point where we had to move. Uh, and that was sort of my first foray into cats. Uh, and we'll certainly be talking more about cats here in a little bit, but um, did you have any cats? Uh, I mean, I know a lot of farmers don't like cats, um, but did you have cats when you were younger or on the farm? I don't, I don't know why you say a lot of farmers wouldn't like cats. We had a ton of them because they kept the mouse population down. Well, right. I mean, that that's what I've heard is that they are useful, but they can get in the way of the cows. They can. But if you get a cat that has grown up around them, they know to stay out of the way and things of that nature. Um, but we had a ton on the farm that we took care of. We took a lot of care of. But personally, growing up, we had very few cats in the house because we had so many on the farm. There really wasn't much need to have them in the house. But as we moved away from the dairy farms, we started getting more and more homebound cats. Good. Uh, do you remember any of the names? So right now my parents have one that they call big boy. Well, uh, yeah, well, uh, those are good, but I mean, when you were a kid, I don't remember the names okay. right offhand. So, okay, good, good. Um, so now they have uh, Big Boy, which... He is a 20-plus pound orange tomcat. He is a very big cat. He is lovable, um, unless he doesn't want to be touched. <laughs> he does go outside and has a habit of going on what we call walkabout, which means he'll just disappear for two months. We won't hear anything from him. And then one day he'll just walk back into the house. So he knows how to take care of himself outside. Um, but in the wintertime, he spends most of his time inside. Nice. Well, um, I had a couple other pets before we get to uh, my current pet uh, family. But um, my dad had a black short-haired oriental. Apparently I had a thing going for black cats. But uh, she was the first cat I ever uh, associated with that would actually play fetch, uh, which was always good fun. And, uh, I mean, she would run around, play fetch, and she would do that for hours at a time, which was, was loads of good fun. And I ended up adopting her for a while when my dad moved away. So, uh, she was always great. Although she did one thing that I was always very missed about, and that was chewed wires whether it be your keyboard cable or your mouse cable and this was all in the days before wireless everything so that was certainly a problem um but i mean they're 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 always adorable and look at you with those big eyes and purr and that's always fun but uh after that i well um really when i first bought a house i ended up getting a black lab uh, and shortly thereafter, I got a, a tabby cat and the tabby cat did very well for quite a while. Uh, but the dog, unfortunately, uh, well, he died at six years old because of cancer, uh, which was very unfortunate. And, uh, since then I, well, uh, got a Australian cattle dog collie mix, uh, named Maya, although, she ended up being adopted by my brother. I still get to visit her pretty often. And uh, she is a very high-energy dog. <laughs> You've met her. 
You've walked her. <laughs> I've walked her in whiteouts, yes. I know Maya quite well. Um, yeah, this was a dog that if you didn't walk a couple miles a day, she would uh, she would make your life miserable all throughout the night. Um, so thankfully for me, Scott actually uh, was generous, generous enough to walk her on several occasions. But moving on to the current pets, uh, and we'll post some pictures of these previous ones. And you're going to see that a lot of my pets look very much the same. They're either tabby cats or um, black cats. But uh, I currently have um, Mike the cat. And, uh, well, Mike was preceded by uh, Abby and Willow, uh, who are also both uh, tabbies. But uh, Mike was so named because, well, I had a one-year-old son at the time. And the one name that he knew was Mike. But before I get into more details about Mike, uh, what other pets do you have? So currently living at my house, I have two cats. So one of them is mine and one of them is my brother's. So my brother is about 20 years younger than me. He moved in with me to go to school. And as part of a gift, my parents gave him a cat. And when I purchased my house a few years ago, they also gave me a cat. They assumed that a pet was needed in a home. And I would never trade my cat for anything in the world. So currently, I have Brownie, who is my cat, and Sweet Pea, who is my brother's cat. So, Jeremy, from the name, can you guess what color Brownie is? Well, I would think a brown cat, although... If I recall, he's a little more orange than brown. He's actually mostly white with orange spots. Why he got called Brownie, I don't know. It was the name that my parents gave him before I actually adopted him. But I think my little brother gave him the name when he was first born, something like that. But um, yes. And then, of course, Sweet Pea is more orange than white. So she's mainly a orange cat with white spots as you can see the trend in the cats that i like in my family tend to be more on the orange side i'm a little surprised you haven't named any of them garfield um we've actually named some in the past <laughs> that um we have had a garfield in the past we've had uh, a white cat called sugar he was a long-haired um himalayan i believe he was a beautiful cat. He, I think he passed away at like 16 years old. He was my father's cat. But um, yeah, so my current cats are Brownie and Sweet Pea. Good, good. Um, that's, uh, I mean, that those are, I mean, no, uh, no more odd than Mike, I suppose. But um, it is interesting when you have pets around because uh, they are quite frankly, always a companion. And uh, I'll, I'll let you start first with the, um, how your cats provide companionship for you. So Brownie is a very lovable cat. I can sit on the couch to watch a movie or a TV show or something of that nature. And he'll immediately curl right up on my lap. He'll go to sleep right there. Um, well, during football season, my brother would like to lay on the couch to watch TV um, and watch the game. And Brownie would curl up immediately in his arm. 
And it was just something that he did every football game. So he is a very lovable cat. He has a good, sweet personality. I know, sweet pea, we're going to talk about here in a minute. But um, sweet does not go along with her sometimes. But um, he is more of the lovable cat. At night, he curls up in my arm and sleeps with me. Or he sleeps between my legs. He's... He loves human companionship and touching. And he is a very, very lovable cat. Now, Sweepy is the other side of the spectrum. She wants to be loved on when she wants to be loved on. Most of the time, she will lay on the foot of the bed away from everyone else and just sleep there. She will sleep. So we got, her, we got a cat tree and it has a spoon on it. She spends most of her time sleeping in there. She is not very much of a social cat. She doesn't like to do things like play with a laser pointer or things of that nature. Brownie does. But when she does want to be loved on, she um, is a very sweet and lovable cat. Well, speaking of laser pointers, if you turn a laser pointer on around Mike, he runs away. Yeah, I find that very <laughs> weird when I was playing with him. It's... Cats mainly love to go after those things. Your cat just runs. Yeah. I don't know why. It's a interesting scenario. Um, but it, it is funny. Now that I uh, live on my own more than I don't, it is always nice to have a pet who you can always count on to be there to... Uh, welcome you home. Well, maybe not with a cat all the time, but um, somebody that who you know will be around and will just look at you and ask for food. And if it's a cat, come up and purr. If it's a dog, they will very much just uh, be happy to see you every time you walk through that door. And that is something that is really remarkable with pets, I mean, my son is always happy to see me when I walk through the door, but um, not in the same way that a dog would be. Yeah, Brownie constantly will listen for the garage door when I come home. And when he hears the garage door start going up, he will actually meet me at the garage, the house, the garage door. So he'll stand there and wait for me to come in or he'll look out the window and see me coming in the driveway. So he actually will wait for me <laughs> when um, he hears me coming. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike very much will still stay asleep when I come home from work, but, uh, he is also the kind of cat who will, if you're sitting on the couch watching TV, he'll, he'll sit on your lap for exactly as long as you need him to sit on your lap, not a minute longer. And even the people who don't like cats sitting next to them, he manages to convince it's a good idea, which is always <laughs> very amusing. Yeah, Mike is an interesting cat. So as you know, I'm from these um, podcasts that I'm over here quite often visiting. And Mike is an interesting cat. When he wants to be petted, he'll let you know. When he doesn't, you better move your hand. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he can be vicious at times, uh, which is, um, it's, it's interesting. He's also the kind of cat who will... Um, decide to run through the house in the middle of the night, but that's uh, just all cats. Yeah. So, um, 
we're obviously going to post some pictures of these critters, and uh, there is a well-liked video of Mike on YouTube. Um, if you happen to search for tour of Mike the Cat, you can certainly find that. But I am uh, kind of want to ask you, uh, most people that had pets as kids generally have a really fond memory of something that they did with those pets. Uh, do you have any such memories? So I had a older dog and her name was Tinkerbell and she actually used to play hide and seek with me. So she would go and hide in the weeds and all she would see is like the little type of her head sticking out of the weeds. And I would act like I didn't see her and I would walk around a few times and eventually I would just point at her and she'd go running again. So yes, um, playing hide and seek with her was a lot of fun. You would think that a dog wouldn't play a game like that. But for some reason, she got a thrill out of it. I got a thrill out of it. It was one thing that I can remember that really, um, as far as a pet with a child, that sticks in my memory. Very nice. Yeah, I remember uh, <laughs> it, it was, well, two really is. Uh, one, my grandparents used to visit a cabin in uh, New Jersey. Uh, it was on a lake, a cottage. And I remember going there and the dog just jumping out of the car, running to the end of the dock and jumping in the water. And I don't remember anything else about the trip other than that. Um, but the other time I really remember with my dog growing up was my parents had just sealed the driveway. And well, wouldn't you know it, me, my brother and the dog decided to run across the driveway. <laughs> And then into the house. So there was black paw prints all over the carpet and kids shoe prints all over the carpet. And my parents were none too happy, but it, uh, looking back on it as an adult, it's something I really remember fondly, not because we ruined the carpet, but because it was the kind of antics you get into with a pet as a kid. And I mean, there's been TV shows that have depicted those antics, whether it be, um, well, Rin Tin Tin or, um, well, uh, uh, the Simpsons with their dog and numerous other shows. I mean, you always see kids playing with their dogs, getting into trouble, all the dogs saving them, that sort of thing. But, um, it always generates, fond memories and it's very hard to get through a day completely without smiling when you have a pet at least once which is always a great thing yeah brownie is definitely most of the time the highlight of my day um he knows when i need to be comforted he um knows when i need to be left alone not having him when I was living by myself before my brother actually moved in would have been a very boring time. Um, that's part of the reason why I did walk Maya all the time because it gave me someone, a pet to interact with. I didn't have my own pet, so that was like my pseudo pet. <laughs> pseudo pet, nice. But when I got um, my cat, having him there just to sit on my lap or just a pat or brush or do something with actually gave me someone to come home to. It gave me, well, you may 
think of it as not being a significant other to come home to, but my pet is very important to me. He is like my child. So when I come home to play with him, to even just feed him or hold him, it does make the day a little bit better, especially if I've had like a bad day at work or something of that nature. He tends to know. Oh, yeah. He, he can feel my, how I feel in essence. He can sense that and then try to adjust. And there's been several times where I've come home and just felt completely terrible after a day at work. Something went wrong, things of that nature. And he would just come curl up with me, start purring, want me to pat him. And it just made things a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is funny because uh, Spencer, the dog, he was the black lab. He ended up dying the day after Christmas, which quite honestly was one of the worst days of my life. But the years that I had with him were some of the best times I've ever had. I mean, I raised him as a puppy and remembering all those times of, of uh, making sure he got trained correctly and knew how to heal and walk and the times that we played fetch and all these things that we did with him. Uh, it, I mean, that that's why when your pet passes away, it, it always sucks so much. But if you remember the good times, it's it's... It's always a happy experience. And this is why I love that we set up the, the Feel Good Pets channel. To see that our students are actually doing the same things with their pets that we are. And they enjoy their pets like we do. And even a few students who didn't have pets said they appreciated it because they got to see cats and dogs and all of that. And it they also said it helped... Um, us feel like normal people to them, that we do a lot of the same things that they do. We have pets like they do. We treat our pets like they treat their pets. So I think it's helped our students quite a bit to have that. It's also helped me too, because um, my students have made me laugh several times in that channel. <laughs> yeah. um, one of our students, we posted a picture of Mike and he was laying in like this weird position with like his leg out and everything. And the student responded with, paint me like one of your French cats. And that was just amazing. We, we both just started laughing. So having things like that, even without having a pet yourself, some of our students are like living through our pets and other pets. So it's pets in general are a good thing. Yeah, they're the next closest thing to family that you can get. Well, we're just about out of time, and I'm going to uh, do my little uh, inner Bob Barker and just remind everybody to spay and neuter your pets uh, because there's already too many that don't have homes. So just make sure you get that done. And uh, I guess that's kind of it for today. Um, you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that's good for today. All right. Well, we would like to thank you for joining us today for episode uh, three, three. The, the real episode three and we will see you next time have a great rest of your day goodbye <laughs>